This is Sarah Weymouth, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk about everything for you to live your best life. And we have a little fun too, from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest, best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Line Podcast. Hi, guys. Okay, so this episode is all about how to streamline your life to do it all. And I say do it all in quotations. And this is an interesting topic to me. I just remember so specifically that when I launched Lemon and I started growing Lemon and people in the community started to know who I was and then found out that I have three kids. And when I launched Lemon, my youngest was one. So oftentimes the question I would get from moms especially would be, how do you do it all? How do you have young kids and start and grow and run a business and have a household and have a dog and have a husband and you know work out and you know fill in all the blanks right and i think for a long time i really didn't know how to answer the question it was kind of like well i don't have a choice i just do it because even before i had my business i was in corporate and i was working full time for most of my career i mean i for a decade between graduating college and launching Lemon, I was in corporate. And it was only like the last six months of my corporate career that my CEO let me work from home. And this was when no one was working from home. So he let me work from home and let, and then I, part of the agreement was I would work part-time. So long story short, I had my youngest, I went back to work and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do the long commute into San Francisco anymore. I, it was just too much with the kids and trying to juggle it all. And I just went into his office one day and said, I can't do this anymore. And he could have said too bad, (laughs) but I was blessed enough that he was such an amazing boss and CEO that he said, okay, you can work from home, but we also then have to move you to part-time, which I think was really, really fair because he didn't want anyone else to think that they could work from home. So, and it was also an office of all men. I was the only female. So I think he was able to say to everyone, you know, she's a mom, her kids are young. She's going to be part-time working from home. Everyone else needs to be full-time in the office. So it was perfect. But aside from that, um, I was always kind of doing it all. And it was never like a question, you know? I We were all have been and always have been a two-income family. And I've always had my career. I never left my career in any way, shape, or form at all. There actually was zero lapse between uh, my corporate career and lemon. So anyways, I just always felt like you just do it. 
But I do think that there are specific things that I have put in place that have truly made things streamlined, make things easier, make things flow, and really maximize my abilities without losing my mind. And that's what this episode is about. And let me say this. I am 37 years old. I do not know it all. I am not perfect. But this formula that I have come up with that literally dictates my life has made it possible for me to do all sorts of things like start this podcast. You know, I think when I had the idea to do this podcast, of course, it made no sense to anybody. My husband's like, you don't have time for that. You barely have time for what you do. But because of this system, I'm able to plug in passion projects like this podcast platform without losing my mind. And so I think that that is enough of a conclusion where I can say really firmly that this works. So here we go. Here are the steps to streamline your life to do it all. Number one, and this is my favorite and the most powerful, and I believe episode two of this podcast goes over this in great detail. So I'm just going to summarize it. You are to plan your next day the night before. And you are to write it down. You could have a paper planner. You could have it on a computer. You could have it on an app on your phone. You could have it in the notes on your phone. You could just use a plain notebook. Like I literally don't care how you do it. I like pen to paper. There's something that happens with the way that we process information and plan and and do things pen to paper that doesn't happen when we're digital. So I love pen to paper, do as you want. I like pen to paper. So I literally will sit down and I will plan my day, not only plan my day, but I will plan it almost every 15 minutes. I used to say every hour, every half an hour, but I think people take advantage of that sometimes where they could say, um, you know, uh, drop off kids at school and they'll give themselves an hour for that when it really only takes 25 minutes. So I'm really mindful that I don't be loosey-goosey with my schedule. So I think that that's really important and it can feel really suffocating and overwhelming at first, but I promise you that if you are planning your days it's the opposite. It's freedom. It frees up your mind. It frees, it releases stress. It gets you to a place where you're not questioning anything. You wake up, you have a plan, you follow the plan, you're done. And that's it. And of course, things can happen. I mean, today is Valentine's Day. I had a whole plan for the day. And I had some of the neighborhood women over and we had a nice V-Day brunch. And as soon as we finished, the school called and said my youngest threw up and I had to go pick him up and it completely changed my day. That's okay. Those moments are going to happen, but those are so far and few. It's kind of like, you know, planning on having a daily workout and then saying, oh, well, 
You know, what if I go out late one night and it doesn't happen the next day? Or what if I wake up sick and I don't work out that day? So, right? Your plan is daily workouts. If you once in a blue moon don't do it, who cares? You just keep rolling with it, right? This is the same with planning your days. Sometimes your day is going to get twisted, but 99% of the time you can plan your days and nothing is going to shift that day, you know? So stop thinking of like the could have, could happen or whatever, you know, think about the possibilities of most of the time and go with that. When you go to plan your days, you are to do all the things you are to first plug in the most important stuff, meetings, appointments, um, in the most important things that need to get done. Let's say you have a project and you know, you need a two hour block to focus on it. You plug all of that in first. Let's say, you know, your, your son has a baseball game. You plug that in first and then you fill in the open time. The open time could be, you know, folding and putting away laundry. It could be, um, whatever, right. Other little tasks that you want to do. And then you also want to make sure that you're plugging in, you know, um, rest and self-care and fun and all these other things that we tend to put to the wayside. We're especially women, especially moms, we're really good at pushing that all to the side. Oh, I'm too busy. Oh, my kids come first. Oh, you know, I need to do this. My my to-do list is too long. But when you start planning your days, you are going to be very mindful that you do not skim on any of that stuff. Even if it means it's a 15 minute face mask at the end of the day, it's a 15 minute face mask at the end of the day. And that's it. But it starts to get your mind to think about your days as your life, because that's exactly what it is. And at the end of the day, the week, the months, you can look back. This is also why I like pen to paper because I can flip through it and it's so satisfying, but you can look, you can look at your weeks and you can see so specifically how you're spending your time. And you, I promise you, if you start doing this, you are going to instantly make changes because there's always something that we don't see. There's always, you know, wasted time scrolling, you know, looking on Instagram or, um, doing stupid emails that don't mean anything. I literally one time went through my email and marked everything spam because I realized I was just wasting time looking at random emails that have nothing to do with what I need to be doing. So when you start to analyze your days, you start to make big adjustments that quite frankly, remove the stuff that doesn't serve you and brings in more of what does serve you and what does get you closer to your goal. And you know what? Your goal might be to take a nap every day. When I say goal, it doesn't mean a business goal or a career goal or a money goal or whatever. It could be anything. So start planning your days. The other thing I like to point out when you plan your days, you can also color code it, which helps people that are visual. I'm very visual, so I love this tip. You can mark everything that's for work in blue, everything that's for your family, like mom time in pink, everything that is 
just you and your husband, for example, could be red. Everything that is for you with your friends could be yellow, et cetera, et cetera. So then what happens when you start to look at your weeks and your months, you can go, wow, I have self-care as green and I have almost no green, right? Or maybe you almost never see your friends. Like when's the last time you saw a friend? So you, it starts to be very eye-opening. So if anything, do, as an, do it as an experiment. Do it for 30 days and then analyze your life. And it can be, even for me, I've been doing this since Rush was born. Rush is my youngest and he's seven and a half. This is actually why this all started was because when I gave birth to him, I felt like I lost control. I had a newborn, I had a one-year-old, and I had a five-year-old. And their schedules weren't linking. Nothing was making sense. I was completely sleep deprived. And I bought myself this really fancy leather, super expensive um, uh, planner. And I'll never forget it because he was born in June. And I ordered one of those like uh, academic planners because they start in July and they come all the way through the year through the next July. And I just remember being like, I'm not waiting till the new year. So anyways, so I got this fancy leather, expensive planner. It still makes me laugh thinking about like, I spent like $80 on this planner, you guys. It was so stupid, but whatever. It made me feel good. So I got this planner and I started doing this and I never stopped because it works so well. And I love when people say to me, yeah, I get a planner, but then I never use it. It just sits there. And I'm like, yeah, that's like getting a gym membership and then never going to the gym. Like that's a, that's a you problem, like not a system problem. That's a you problem. So I don't know. I would say make the decision to do it and stick with it and don't ever stop. That's my two cents. I will say after, you know, six, seven years of doing this, I'm so good at it that I don't necessarily need to take pen to paper. There are days where I can go boop, 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 boop in my head and I will literally plug in my whole day and I know it's perfect. But that's after, you know, seven years of doing this. Plus some of these other things I'm gonna tell you about that will help, you know, this all click for in a second. But I can analyze time in a way now that I never could before this process. So I'm a huge believer. If you want overall success in all categories of your life, which is what this podcast is about, this podcast is about people that wanna level up in all aspects of their life, then you have to do this every evening for the next day, every time. And then, and, and let, me, let me also say this, the most powerful piece of planning your days is that it removes small decision-making. Think about this. You don't ever think about brushing your teeth. You just do it. And I, if I had to guess, you probably have a system in place. You either roll out of bed and roll out of bed. I can't even talk today. Roll out of bed and brush your teeth right away. Or maybe you drink your coffee first and have breakfast and then brush your teeth, you know, whatever. Everyone has a system. We also do that at nighttime. We have a system for brushing our teeth because brushing our teeth is not, it's non-negotiable. It's every single day. 
We all know when we have to do it, it's always morning and night, sometimes after lunch, right? Like we have a system. We don't ever debate or think or have to make a decision on brushing our teeth. Now, imagine that for basically your whole entire day, right? Of course, big decisions you're gonna have to think about, you're gonna have to brainstorm, you're gonna have to talk about it with certain people and come up with a decision and maybe even tweak that decision. But the amount of small decisions we have to make day in and day out is a complete waste of time. It adds stress that we don't need. It takes up brain cells that is completely unnecessary. That's why when people say like, I feel like I'm all over the place or I have ADHD or I can't focus, it's usually this. It's usually that they're making so many small decisions back to back to back to back to back all day long that by the end of the day they're fried so take the decision making out stop debating on stupid shit literally i started doing this today Uh, like i said my day went sideways because my kid came home sick and i had to change my plans i was supposed to volunteer at the school for his class obviously i wasn't going to do that with him coming home sick so i had to like you know anyways I ended up having some free time because of this and I'm and I'm sitting there debating with myself should I take the dog for a walk it's a really nice day it would be good for me to move also I don't know I also feel kind of lazy this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about you remove that decision making I ended up telling myself I was going to walk the dog for a mile I did almost three and a half miles and it's like that's stop stop debating stop thinking the decision should have already been made the day before you know in a normal scenario i would be like 1 30 p.m walk dog and i would just be walking like i wouldn't even think about it it would just be part of my schedule part of my day and everything else goes smoothly so just thinking about removing small decision making that should be enough motivation to get you to try the system number two now this one i just started in july i did talk about it in a couple episodes so if you've been listening since day one you know this i started doing early morning workouts so i literally get up 5 45 or 6 a.m roll out of bed we have a gym at our house i'm very blessed and i go to the gym. I work out. I do a different workout every day. A lot of times I'm starting with cardio because it's winter and I'm cold. Um, I have a Legree machine. I kind of just do whatever I feel like. I had someone ask me the other day, like, what's your workout routine? Do you follow an app for your weights and all that? And I said, no, I just follow my body. And And that can be a little tricky because our body can tell us know when the answer should be yes for example like walking the dog today but i have learned that our body shifts throughout our cycle so if it's like three days before my period what i want to do in the gym is going to be very different than the day i'm ovulating for example you're going to have a lot more energy around ovulation you're going to be a lot more tired right before your period And I'm also not that hungry around ovulation or leading up to ovulation, which is very natural. I'm starving going towards my period. So 
you know, I really try to listen to my body. If my body wants to do abs, I do abs. I want to do arms, I do arms. I want to walk three miles, I walk three miles. So that piece of it, I'm not too concerned about. But what I am doing is I'm incredibly consistent. But not only am I doing an early morning workout, I have a full-blown morning routine. And successful people have talked about the morning routine for years. I mean, you could probably think of at least a handful of examples off the top of your head, right? And also successful celebrities that do do it all, as we're talking about, they all have a morning routine. They all talk about an early morning routine and almost all of them have a workout in there. So to me, it's kind of a no brainer. Of course, it took me 500 years to get here, but I started in, in July, mid July, and it is Valentine's day, February. And I feel really good. Like I have more energy throughout the day. Of course, once in a while, if I don't get my full eight hours, I'll feel sluggish. So I'm really big on getting my full night's sleep. But I get up, I work out, I take my vitamins as soon as I come in the house, I make the bed, I you know shower, I get ready for the day, I wake up the kids, we do breakfast together, we get their backpacks ready together, we kind of hang out till the bus comes at eight. And that's literally my morning routine. And I love it. I let myself sleep in a little bit on Sundays. Um, Saturdays, I usually don't even get to do that because we have sports or I have to be at Lemon to help them or whatever my schedule is. So it just works. And again, it removes decision-making because before what I was doing, I'm like, okay, when can I work out today? You know, I get home from Lemon at two and the bus shows up at three for my middle schooler. And then the other bus shows up at 4.15 for my elementary kids' schools. You know, so it's like, I was just always trying to fit it in. And now I don't have to fit it in. I don't have to make a decision on what day am I gonna work out? What, when am I going to work out? Is it going to work? What if I'm super busy? What if I'm tired? What, whatever. What if I'm hungry when I'm supposed to work out? All of that is eliminated. I literally roll out of bed every morning and I work out. And sometimes that means I walk a mile and a half. I do a little bit of arm weights and that's it. But the key is that I'm consistent every single morning. And if I miss a morning because... I don't know, I don't feel good, or I stayed up late one night, it's not a big deal. I just go back to my routine the next day, but I really am a fan. So if you haven't added an early morning workout routine and an overall morning routine that works for you, one thing that Rachel Hollis said years ago that kind of stuck with me, I think is really smart you know, if your alarm clock is your kids waking up, you're behind, you're playing defense. You really want to be in a place where you're getting up before your kids. You're having your time. Maybe you're getting up and you're getting some work done. Maybe you're enjoying your cup of coffee all by yourself. Maybe you are showering and getting ready before they get up. The fact that my kids are getting up, I mean, my old my oldest is getting up 
earlier, but he doesn't need me. He gets up, he showers, he's out the door. My husband takes him to school because the bus comes way too early. So that, you know, there's that. But like the little ones, when I wake them or when they wake up on their own, I have showered, I've worked out, I've showered, I've took my vitamins, I'm halfway dressed, halfway have my makeup done kind of thing. And I'm ready to go. And I usually, you know, give them some breakfast, we hang out. I'm not, you know, I don't, I wake up before the whole house and it feels so good. I have the control and I also have the peace. The fact that I go in the gym and I kind of just work out alone unless my husband joins me, but usually I'm on my own is so beautiful. Like I just, I do my own thing. I'm in my own space take a deep breath, literally, right? It's like your heart's pumping, you're sweating. It's just such a good way to start your day. So I'm a huge fan of this addition. The third thing is learning and understanding time management. And the way that I taught myself this was I would time myself doing things or I would put a time limit on things. So how many times have you looked at your kitchen and went, wow, it's a disaster. It looks like a bomb went off, right? It's like you cook dinner and there's dishes everywhere and you have to make school lunches and the kids unloaded their backpacks on the counter and there's like, for some reason, there's like shoes on the ground and sweatshirts thrown around and a dish towel everywhere and whatever, right? Fill in the blank. And you go, oh, I do not want to deal with this. This is what I challenge you. The next time that happens, time yourself. Put on a timer and clean that kitchen from top to bottom. And here's what's going to happen. One, you're going to learn exactly how long it takes to clean a disaster of a kitchen. Two, you're going to be shocked at how quickly you actually get it done. When you clean that disgusting kitchen and it was 15 minutes, I'm just making this up, but it's 15 minutes to do. Next time you see a bomb like that and you go, I don't want to deal with that. You think to yourself, oh wait, it takes me about 15 minutes to clean this. Not a big deal. I'm just going to do it and I'm going to feel so much better. And that's the kind of stuff that really teaches time management. We typically try to make something sound bigger than it is. I do this with everything around the house. How long is it going to take me to fold and put away three loads of laundry? Time myself. Now I know the answer. And obviously it can be a little different each time depending on how much laundry or what the laundry is or how bad is the kitchen, right? But you know that for the most part for your family, it's going to be the same every time. You can also do this with work. You can also do this with um, anything, anything. I mean, just start timing yourself. And this also helps you plan your days because when you first go to plan your days, you're kind of guessing because you don't know. You really don't. But once you start timing yourself and learning, oh, it takes me exactly 35 minutes to, you know, drop off the kids and come home. Or I'm just, again, making this up. My kids take the bus, which by the way, is a huge time savings. But, and then the other thing I said was um, put a, a timer on so that you have to stop at a specific time. This can be also really powerful in ter- tuning things out. So 
you know, let's say you want to work on a project, but you also really want to spend time with your kids, put a timer on. Tell your kids, mommy's going to work on this for 45 minutes. And when mommy's done, the timer's going to go off. I'm going to stop what I'm doing and that's it. I'm back. We're going to hang out. We're going to play games. We're going to build Legos. We're going to do whatever you want to do. That also eases your mind and puts everything in place. You set your timer. You do as much as you can. You stay focused. And then the timer goes off. You're done. So try both of these tricks and it really helps you plan your days. Number four is delegate what you can. People hate doing this. Moms hate doing this. And I don't know why. Is it worth your time to clean your own house? I'm going to say probably no. I spend not that much money for cleaner to come every other week to deep clean my house from top to bottom, including my gym. And it removes so much time, energy, and stress off of my plate, allowing me to have more time for the important stuff, period. Now, for you, it could be different. For you, it could be hiring someone to pick up the kids, drop them off at soccer practice, and then you meet them at soccer practice. I actually knew moms in California that had to do this. They worked full time. They were commuting to their office. They needed a buffer. Give yourself a buffer. There's nothing wrong with that. If anything, you're genius, right? So figure out what you can delegate. I do this with my business and it can be hard because there's a lot that I juggle. And I know that if I release some of that, and let someone else at Lemon take over on a certain task. There could be mistakes, there could be a learning curve, they might have questions, they might still need me, and it might not be exactly how I would do it. But I've also learned to have a successful business. There's zero chance that I could do all of it by myself. So you have to learn to delegate. Whether you run your own business or not, your life is your business. So start thinking about it that way and start unloading things that do not serve you or are weighing you down or stressing you out or that you just don't like doing. I'm a clean freak and I like to organize. I will clean my kitchen top to bottom every single night before I go to bed, but I do not want to scrub grout or toilets or certain things. So when I have my house cleaners come, it is a godsend right? So figure out those things and don't feel like, oh, why can't I do it all myself? Let me give you another example. When I had my youngest and I had three kids and my two were two under the age of two, I should have got a night nurse. I should have done it. And I was stubborn and I wanted to save the money and I didn't do it. And you know what happened? Four, five months later, I had complete sleep deprivation and I got anxiety from it. My kids were napping at different times. I had no time to sleep. I was back at work and I was losing my mind. I literally had to go see a counselor that specialized in postpartum and I thought she was going to tell me that I had 
postpartum depression because I was, I was crying. Like I was a hot mess. And she said that she was the one that told me, no, you have sleep deprivation and anxiety and you need sleep. And I remember thinking like, I should have asked for help. I should have got the help. I should have done it. And it, I mean, I think about how hard that time was and it was just, honestly, it's kind of sad because I could have had more enjoyment of that time in my life. Instead, I was drowning in exhaustion. So that's a great example of, I should have found someone to help me. I should have delegated some of that. You know, I even just having somebody take over so that I could take a nap. Like I should have done something. So start to analyze your life and think, what can I do to make things better? And just do it. Stop overthinking it, please. And then the last thing is to stop feeling guilty for self-care, rest, and fun. This is what happens. We plan our days. We're hustling. We want to do it all. And for some reason, especially women, but this happens to all of us, we have some level of guilt when it comes to self-care, rest, and fun. And you need all three of them. And this is actually the hardest for me. And I'm working really hard on this piece. But they're they're all different and they're all equally important. Self-care will be everything from go to the doctor. I don't know how many women, myself included, will just skip doctor's appointments and push doctor's appointments and not put ourselves first. I mean, I think I have talked about getting my hormones tested for years. I still haven't done it. Why? I don't know. You know, it's going to take time. It's going to take money. I'm going to have to research and find a really good doctor I trust that's holistic and that's smart. I'm going, you know, and what if I do all of that and then the testing doesn't show anything wrong, then I'm going to feel silly, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is the kind of stuff that we build up in our heads and it takes away from basics that we should be doing. So women are big on this. Rest we feel guilt if we take a nap in the middle of the day. We feel guilt if we lay there and binge watch TV for five hours. I'm not saying that that's necessarily the best thing to do, but I'm sorry, once in a while, I need to zone out and literally lay there in my sweats. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually a necessity. I heard a study recently that said one day of rest, one day of doing nothing is, it makes you more productive all the other days of the week. And I get it because that's how I feel sometimes. Sometimes I literally need to just lay there and be lethargic for a whole day, which almost never happens, but like, is like my dream sometimes. And then I'm so much more productive following that rest. So don't diminish rest. And then the last one is fun. I think as adults, we forget this piece. And and a lot of us, myself included, don't even know what's fun anymore. What's fun? If someone was to ask me, what do you do for fun? I genuinely have a hard time answering. I don't know. What do I do for fun? Right? I obviously have joy and fun 
in time with my kids or time with my husband or time with my friends or time by myself or even running my business is such a passion and joy for me or this podcast. But what's really fun? You got to think about it. And, and, you know, my fun and my husband's fun and your fun and, you know, your sister's fun and all, it's all going to be different. And, and our fun changes as we age. What was fun for me, you know, 15 years ago is not fun for me today, right? 15 years ago, I was single. I was in my early twenties. I was just, my fun was happy hour or Sunday fun day or, you know, going out for my friend's birthday or whatever. That was fun. Now that's like a nightmare. Like if, like (laughs) if you asked me to meet you for happy hour and I was, you were asking me to drink at two or three o'clock, there's no way. There's no way. I don't want to do that. Just like ruin the rest of my evening. I'm also just not a big drinker anymore. So drinking in general is just kind of not fun anymore. So things change, you know? Um, I think I would, I love a spa day. I think that spa day is fun and it's self-care and it's relaxing. So it kind of hits all of these. But you have to, I think we as adults, we do have to spend time every so often brainstorming what's fun for us because it does change. I think it also changes with the ages of our kids or where we're at in our relationship or even the season. What's fun for you in winter might be completely different than summer. So, you know, like people love to ski or, you know, read a book and have a cozy nook with a, you know, hot coffee in the winter. That's not going to be your same jam come summertime. So take the time to really do self-care, rest, and fun, and don't feel any level of guilt over it. Because quite frankly, what's the point of all of this if we're not taking time to rest and have fun? Like, this is our life. We're not, it's not like our life is happening at some point. Like, we're literally living it every single day. There is no, my life will start. So... I hope that these points have kind of been an aha moment for maybe some of you. Some of it you might already be implementing and you can add some more in. Um, I can't stress enough that if you don't plan your days the night before, that is 100% step one and don't ever stop. So go do it. Streamline your life and do it all. Why not?